The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of the Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. No, definitely. <laughs> no, no, no. The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave. Dave, Dave smells like nougat. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. Alright, welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by you, the fan. Uh, find us on the Twitters, on the Facebook, on the... Um, what else do we have? We have... Oh, we have the YouTube channel. The YouTube channel. That's what I, that's what I meant. So, uh, boys, we are one month out from training camp. Training camp starts July 25th. That's when veterans report, right? So... Uh, yeah, that. But before we start with that, Andrew, your your house was attacked and infested with snakes over the weekend. Is that correct? Uh, no, <laughs> no. That there was just a uh, copperhead in the in the yard. One copperhead that just bit uh, that bit one of the guys working on my house. Uh, oh yeah, on the hand. Yeah, he had to go to the ER. Mm, that didn't work out well. Oh. No, and then I actually went to the ER uh, later in the week because my son broke his wrist. <laughs> some poltergeist shit going on. Yeah, I know. Seriously, bad juju. So, um, is this, you said you tweeted you tweeted I out have, that his home. Wait, actually, actually, speaking of houses, I have. I'm in the process of selling my, my house. house. <laughs> I'm in the process of selling my house and going through inspections, and they found termites in my house and i had to call terminex here in new orleans and as it turns out the owner and some of the fine employees of terminex here in new orleans are loyal saints happy hour podcast listeners nice. uh, I, I called them up and they were like and they were like oh i thought i recognized your voice is this the same guy from the podcast and i was like uh yeah <laughs> and he was like oh i'm a huge fan of it Big listener, Joe Martin, I think his name is. So shout out to Joe and Terminex. You know what's <laughs> funny is that if we were walking in the streets, if we were walking in the streets of New Orleans, no one would ever recognize us. No, 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 no yeah. But if they hear the voice, oh yeah. Hey, is one of you outside or something? I, f- I hear like bugs in the background for one of you. Yeah, I'm outside. Yeah, I can hear like crickets in the background. It's very, it's very nice, Dave. Very rustic. It's- this is one heck of a microphone I got. <laughs> That's the donations, man. People need to keep the donations going. And maybe I can get the Yeti microphone, and then you can hear my wife do my a- wife, Astros, wife. Astros play by play. Yeah, we don't have sound effects. My computer rebooted, and the uh, the sound effects board went to shit. Um, I think our homemade sound effects are better. <laughs> so, um, 
you know, as we get to, we're as I said, we're we're a month out from training camp, so we're going to start like uh, uh, previewing um, the Saints' position. So, I, I, Andrew, I didn't know where to start, so I, I figured we'd start like with offensive line because I feel like offensive line is one of those spots where the Saints' offensive line. Pro football uh, focus and all the advanced metrics. They had a bunch of stuff this week, like rating offensive lines. I guess they all have a, all the websites have a meeting and they just throw out all the offensive line stuff last week. And the Saints' offensive line was fucking awesome, and it had more combinations of offensive linemen that started than any team. Like Calamete started at three different. He started four games at three different spots. Um. So, and last year they were seven deep at the offensive line, right? And they needed all fucking seven of those guys because their projected starters, like, played like a half. The first half of Minnesota, and then Zach Streif got hurt, and it was all the shit, right? So, like, this year, like, Calumete's gone. So, like, how how deep do you think their offensive line is, and how concerned about it are you as like last year we thought it was like a tank and could absorb a bunch of injuries and it did this year how do you feel about it yeah I just I'm not super confident in any backup honestly um and you know Teron Armstead especially I would say durability with him first and foremost is a major question mark so you know, they, they've got a couple of guys. I mean, they, they've invested a couple of draft picks and Rick Leonard and Will Clapp. Yep. Um, but, uh, you know, really the, the free agent is German Bushrod. You know, that's the one kind of notable guy that they signed um, that's in the mix. Uh, they brought Laribius back. They still like Cameron Tom. So, I mean, there's some guys, but no one to me stands out as a reliable backup out of that list. I mean, you could say maybe Bushrod, but... I don't know, man. I mean, he, he kind of seems like he's well past his heyday. So he's well past his sell date. Dave, if, if Bushrod would be like in your bargain bin at your store of like stuff that you're trying to get rid of and get pennies on the dollar, right? <laughs> I've got one of those in my store. <laughs> it feels a little bit like Goodwin's return. You know, I remember Goodwin came back for a year and he, he wasn't quite the same guy. Yeah, but I felt like I felt like I felt like the thing with Goodwin was he was okay until he got nicked, and once yeah. he got hurt, he was kind of screwed. I feel like Bushrod yeah. might be done, even if he's healthy. If that makes Fair. sense. Fair. Um, but Dave, if I said to you, uh, one guy is 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 going to get hurt on the Saints offensive line. Who would you say, please, God, don't let it be? For that one uh, guy's going to miss six weeks. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a big thing about the center and the, and the, the snap and, and the center quarterback exchange. So, you know, I, I would maybe say uh, uh, Unger. Um Unger's not young, by the way. If people are wondering, he's not. He's he's a ten-year veteran, and he's thirty-two. Um, but uh, I just always get flashbacks to like the De La Puente days, and you know when when we had all kinds of issues with botch snaps and, um, <laughs> and backup centers coming in, and just more problems. So, um, uh, so you know, I, I would say Unger, but uh, you know, other than that, maybe. I mean, obviously, you're, you, you 
you're going to choose your best player here. So, you know, maybe Warford. Andrew, if I said to you, you got to pick one guy that's going to miss six weeks, who would it be of the of the starting five or the best five? Andrew, are you there? Exactly. And we know how they we know they can still handle This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Handle it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, do you, over under on Armstead games played? Eight. Andrew? Six and a half. <laughs> Six and a half. <laughs> uh, Armstead, if he doesn't play if he doesn't play eleven games, Andrew, is, is he gonna be is this it is this it for him as a saint, you think? Yes. Ooh, I do. That, um do you think do, do, when you look at off I mean uh, I mean he tries to play. I mean he plays first, <sighs> but I mean if you look at you know the his career He's played 14. Uh, this is the – I won't count the first year where he played six games because that was his rookie year, and, he, you know, he didn't he didn't really start playing until the end of the season. So he played 14, then 13, then 7, then 10. So, you know, he, he's uh, – he's, he has never played a 16-game season. You know, 14 was the best he's ever done, and it's gone down since then. Every year, pretty much. I mean, 10, 10 last year was better than seven the year before. But, you know, he, he has missed uh, over the last two seasons, he's played in 17 games, which means he's missed 15 regular season games. I mean, there was a reason why he took that money early that the Saints offered him, you know, because he, hey, he had injured, you know, and, I, and there's no way the Saints would have paid that to him if he'd have played out that contract. So smart on him. Um, but he's I mean, still just, he's still just 26. Yeah. Which is crazy, but I mean, at this point, I feel like he has the body of a thirty-two year old. <laughs> but I mean, you know, you know, they used to say Joe Horn. Like, remember when he was like in his mid-thirties, and Jim Hazlitt was saying, "Yeah, my trainer tells me Joe Horn has the body of like a twenty-five year old." Yeah, um, I, I feel like Toronto Armstead's the exact opposite. <laughs> he's got, he's 
He's got the body of a four. He's got the body of a thirty-two-year-old and, and the and the knees of a forty-five-year-old man. Yeah, he's beat up, man. Um, I think he's signed through twenty twenty, huh? Is he? Yeah. He, was uh, a- you never you never know though. I mean, the flip side of that is that I remember a couple of years ago we thought Streif was done. We we thought he was finished. I remember us saying, "Yeah, I don't know if like this is a year that Streif falls off a cliff at right tackle, and he turns around and has the best year of his career." So I don't know. I, I feel like sometimes you get a little string of luck and help, and you can kind of bounce back and have a good season. And I, I think the thing about Armstead is he's so good that if he can be remotely healthy for a season, he's going to be ridiculous. Yeah, like he like he can. He's so like a freak that he can get like a kind of an injury that would like maybe wreck another dude and him be okay like you can be like oh armstead he's got a you know a, a thigh contusion or whatever and most good you'd be like oh fuck that's bad but for him he'd be like oh he'll just he'll just play through it and be fun and go from like being awesome to just pretty good you know he just needs to avoid like the, dave like the catastrophe of the injury but it's kind of sad though because i mean he's the ultimate like what could have been player if, if he could just, I mean, what what would a fully healthy season look like for a guy like that? Dave, Pro what? Bowl, Pro Bowl-esque. It would, it would look Pro Bowl-esque. Oh, I mean, he'd, be, he'd be all pro. His highlights are By ridiculous. the way, he's, he's, he's signed through 2021. Ooh. That's a lot of money. A lot. Big. He signed, he signed a $65 million. Deadmoney.org. Contract <laughs> extension. A five-year contract extension. You know, back in 2016. You know what was interesting, and I I didn't see who he who he said it was, but the guy who does over the cap, I forget his name. Uh, he'll answer questions for people, uh, and I didn't think to ask him, but he was suing the 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 worst contract that every team has, and he said he. He he only included guys that were on the team, not like guys that they cut. So like you can't be like Kobe Fleener or Nick Fairley as like bad contracts. And I was thinking, Andrew, like the Saints are pretty their sheets pretty clean now. Like they don't have any guys that you're like, that's a fucking terrible albatross of a contract, and they're just eating it. And you know, like a guy that like Bird, for instance, where you're like, he's not living up to what they paid him or whatever. They don't have really a terrible contract because they're kind of young now, right? Mm-hmm. So who would you who would you if you if I said the Saints the worst contract for the Saints who would it be right now yeah hmm <laughs> can I say Drew Brees no I'm kidding <laughs> um, I would con- say him no I mean his contract's not that bad right now um, you know man I mean the thing is the obvious answer was. Kobe Fleener, who is still, by the way, having concussion issues. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you guys. That poor that. guy. Poor Jeez guy. Jesus, Pete's man. I still, I mean, I can't believe he went back in. Um, you remember after he got that concussion? That was crazy. Uh, um, I mean, the worst contract on the team is, I mean, it's Armstead. Or this fairly count is because they they cut him or he's on the list, right? Well, well no, but he's he's. I mean, yeah. they, they absorbed his dead money last year, right? Yeah. He's so off the books. Arms is not I mean, terrible. I mean, like I wouldn't say it's a bad, a terrible contract, right? I mean, or I mean, I guess you could say like Unger or Warford. I mean, they both cost a lot. Um, I mean, I don't know. Maybe uh, who's that new safety they just signed from the Panthers? 
Uh, Coleman. I mean, that's a pretty bad contract. <laughs> but I think they can I mean, get it. They didn't know at the time that I think safety was going to be completely ignored. And safety was a housing market in 2008 or like the dot-com bubble. Yeah. They, yeah. They're like, we're buying, we're buying pets, we're buying groceries.com. It's $80 a share and it's a deal. And we're doing it. Kenny Vaccaro is still looking for a job. Yes, Kenny Vaccaro is still looking for a job. Eric Reed is still looking for a job. Another safety. They, the 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 Falcons signed the guy from Kansas City today. Fuller, I think his name was. Um, but I think that safety market, like those guys, like like Dave Kenny Vaccaro, he's not getting a job until somebody gets injured, right? Like he's not going to sign between now and training camp. I mean, either that, or I mean, I could see the Saints signing him back for real cheap. You know, they let him go and say, "Yeah, go ahead, test the market. We don't think you're worth anything." And I think he's obviously come to the realization that Saints might have been right. So, uh, you know, very likely he could come back to us. Yeah, but where would they put him? Like, where would they put? I, I, I can only see him coming back if, if like they have an injury. Like, where would they, Andrew? Like, where would they play him? He could be a back. He could make the team as a backup guy. I mean, he's, you know. I think they want to move on from him as a starter, but I think there's a lot worse options for your backup safety. Andrew? I mean, sure, he's good enough to be a backup somewhere, but I don't think he wants to be. And and from what I understand, I mean, there's three guys. Oh, shit. I want him to be a fucking billionaire. But, uh, <laughs> I think there's you know, we'll there's a few want. guys. There's Trey Boston, yeah. Eric Reed, and, and Kenny Trey Bacara. Boston, that was the name I was trying to think of. Yeah, I think I – think, their agents are kind of talking to each other and these guys are like, I'm not signing for the minimum because if I do, then that establishes the market and then Kenny Vaccaro has to take that too. So I think the three of them, from what I understand, are kind of in cahoots and and just being like, we're not going to, we're not going to play for the minimum. We're going to wait it out. Yeah. I think, I think they're going to hold out and, Hope that they can find work when someone decides they're desperate enough to get a safety. I could see. I mean, I could see a team. There's got to be teams that have that one injury would fuck them at safety, or you just play a preseason game and you're like, "Dude, our safeties blow." Hey, Kenny, do you want one year, four million? You know, like I, I don't think that's on. I mean, we're talking. You know, Dave, you were mentioning safe, uh, center. The Saints. Uh, the, I forgot the center that they. Uh, they got they traded up for Boston College and he sat. Oh, Tennant. He sat and then they were like, he's gonna be the starter. He was trash. And they brought in uh they signed Owen Kurtz for and he played he played for like a day and a half. Owen Kurtz. Owen Kurtz, yeah. He played for like a day and a half and they caught him. Oh, by the way, funny story, he almost decked Drew Brees in the face in a fight in the locker room. Who did? Uh Kurt Kurtz. Why? Because he, in the locker room. Is this new information that you're... Yeah, no, no, this is on the Lebertard show a couple weeks ago. They were talking about it. Uh, Kroots was fighting another Saints player, and Drew Brees went in to break it up. And Brees, like, pulled uh, Kroots off of the dude, and he went and turned around to, like, hit Drew Brees, and he's like, oh, shit, that's Drew Brees. I can't hit him. And he, like, wised up. (sighs) I forgot who Lebertard said. Jesus, Ralph. But the the point of the the point of it story, Ralph. The point of I mean, it how was. How could you not remember? That would be a memorable thing. I know. Well, I was driving in my uh, car. But 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 who was the backup safety for the New Orleans Saints back in 1978? I'm sure, Ralph, you know that though. Yeah. Uh, probably. I no, not in 78. Give you a real answer. <laughs> yeah. 
I couldn't. I can't go back up center 1978. Grooms? Uh, top of the there's like four old guys no. like screaming at the screaming at the podcast when they listen to it tomorrow. Um, so that aside, uh, I, a chance that Kenny Vaccaro is a saint. Andrew, zero being no chance, 10 being a lock, giving me a zero to 10 ranking. Negative five. <laughs> five. Five. I think it's a one and a half. I, I could see if they lose a dude and Kenny, Kenny Vaccaro was still out there, they'd bring him back and, and pretend that it was fine and okay. Um, yeah. Uh, before we get to, uh, Twitter questions, uh, which people have some interesting ones. We are going to play uh, the uh, dead season question wheel. I was going to have a sound effect for the question wheel, but I, my soundboard doesn't work. So we'll just go and we'll spin the wheel for a uh, random dead season question wheel. And the question that came up, Dave, is select one drink to have at every Saints game for the rest of your life. And you can only have that one drink. Um, you know, for me, it would probably be a beer. Um, and I mean, do I have to pick a very specific beer? I mean, I, I would probably go with like, yeah, a, are you allowed to just say beer? No, no, I'm not. I, I'm, I'll be more specific. I mean, no, you gotta be more specific. Yeah. No, if I had to choose a beer, I would, I would, I think it would probably be like a barrel aged stout. Um, you know, if I'm allowed to have any type of any type of version of that, then that would be good. If I had to pick one particular barrel-aged stout, I guess I would m- maybe go with uh, Parish Brewery does. They do a stout called Rev, and like once a year they barrel-age it, and I think they call it... Uh, uh, what the hell do they call it? Irish coffee or something like that. Anyway, uh, so maybe be that one. Andrew, one drink to drink at every Saints game for the rest of your life, what would you do? I mean, I like amber beers. Um, I'm not a big liquor guy. I mean, I'll have a liquor drink occasionally. Um, I mean, I like wine, champagne, okay, but if but I would I don't really drink that during games. So, yeah, it would be beer. I, I like ambers. So, um, I mean, a beat amber. I like a beat amber. Barf. <laughs> I was thinking I could go like uh, Jack Daniel's honey then I could cheat and make a mixed drink but that blows up the whole question that's not fair I would go Angel's Envy Bourbon it's bourbon aged in a wine barrel it's awesome I can cut it with a little bit of water because I, got, I gotta have no har- pappy? you wouldn't have pappy I mean I mean that's a little I mean I guess if, if I can can't, can't afford that I mean every Sunday I can't you know you didn't say money was an object. that's true I guess I guess I kind of did I, I didn't think like money was no object but I guess yeah, I think your current financial standing would still apply though. yeah I'd have to go Angel Envy because Angel Envy you can get it for about if you can get it on sale at like Costco you can get it for like high 30s low 40s thing is with that is it's smooth and I, I got I, Part of me would want a beer, but I got to have bourbon because when the Saints eventually, the post-Drew Brees era, Andrew, I feel like I'm going to need hard liquor to get me through it. That's a good point. So Maybe I, I will pick no, liquor. You call it the post-Drew Brees era. I call it the Taysom Hill era. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, and tomato, tomato. People are saying yeah. like I saw Nick Underhill wrote a column. I saw somebody else wrote a column. Is the is the uh, is Taysom Hill is the hype warranted? And I say that's blasphemy. Every amount of hype is warranted. It is the number one thing that I am most excited for for preseason is to analyze practices, throws, seven on seven, quarterback challenge, and him in actual games. Like it's just going to be amazing. Um, so that was a, that was the dead season question. So um, so let's see what questions we have. Um, let's see uh, the Saints. Hold a twenty-eight to three lead in the Super Bowl against the Pats. Andrew, would you give up drinking and start jogging every day for the rest of your life to make this score happen? Like as a final score? Yeah. Uh, I mean, can't they just win like twenty-eight to twenty-four? <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather not exercise. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean. I I feel like I have a decent balance with my drinking, and I feel like I exercise a lot, so I don't really feel like I need to do it any more than I already do. So, so no, I'm out. No, I mean twenty-eight to three. I, the, the, I mean, listen, I get the whole twenty-eight-three thing. I mean, I'm not gonna say I'm kind of over it. Like, uh, yeah, sure. Like it, it, it'll we'll get mileage out of that joke for a long time, but. I mean, like, if the Saints win the Super Bowl, that's all the excitement and happiness I need. Like, style points or some, you know, score line that helps me troll the Falcons. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm plenty happy with them winning the Super Bowl. Here's okay. the thing that trolls the Falcons. Saints, two Super Bowls, Falcons, none. That's right. That's, that's like all the ammunition I need. So, like, some... Oh, you see, know, and then we could use, and then we could. Parity is just less. And then, and then we could use, you know, Matt Ryan's picture with his jersey number number two. We could somehow incorporate that with our two Super Bowls. Here's a good question from from Toot Nanny Dave. Net, NFL Network ranks from who? From who? I want you to toot, say that again. Toot Nanny. Okay. He says There's NFL no Network pronounced that right. No Probably way. not. No uh, NFL Network ranks Breeze as the number eight current player. Where you got him? Is that about right? I mean, you don't have to go through name players, but like, is that is that is he he's still top he's, ten? I think that's that's good. Anywhere in the top ten, I think is fine. Andrew, where would you say? Yeah, I feel. I mean, there, look, there's no way he's number one at this point, you know, or even top five. I would say they had Carson yeah. Wentz number two, which is kind of fucking ridiculous. Are you serious? Yeah, like you can't say Carson Wentz is the second best player in the NFL when they won the Super Bowl without him. Yeah, I mean he's really good, but I mean they fucking won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles. They had another guy that was just as good. <laughs> I mean, I would st- I'd still put Aaron Rodgers number one. What? I, I I mean he's coming up to injury, but dude, I mean Green Bay what? is kind. Of, you wouldn't know. put Brady number one. Brady was number one. Brady was. I mean, age. Well, I mean, if age. Well, I don't know. To, I, I mean, I, as much as I hate to say it, you know, you've got guys. I mean, it, it, if I'm talking about guys I would put ahead of Breeze, I mean, Antonio Brown and Julio Jones are both incredible. Aaron Donald is an incredible player. 
Vaughn, um, Vaughn Miller. Yeah. Yeah. See, to me, like Vaughn Miller and Aaron Rodgers, like that starts to get in Breeze territory. For yeah, me. Vaughn. And the I, thing about Vaughn Miller is, is, and I didn't realize this. I mean, if you want to go advanced stats, like Cam Jordan last year was kind of better than Vaughn Miller, which would seems like crazy to say because Vaughn Miller has the rap and the Super Bowl. But like the stats say, eh, they're kind of close. It's, it's also really hard to compare positions. Yeah, I mean Gronk is supremely unique for what he does and impossible to defend. So, I mean, I think Gronk has got to be in the top 10 and, you know, some guys get hurt, but JJ Watt to me is a top five player. If he's a hundred percent, she hasn't been in a couple of years, but I don't know. These, these, these top 100 lists are kind of ridiculous, but uh, I mean, there's no way Breeze is not in the top ten. Well, because I, players vote, that's what makes it ridiculous, and players yeah, know a lot I about, know less about I, other I, teams I think than you Breeze would think. Breeze is a top ten NFL player. I, I don't think it's ridiculous for me to to make that statement, and I'm also kind of fine with him not being in the top five. So you know, eight, eight feels good to me. This is from Don Takano. And by the way, Don has changed his picture. He looks like a Russian mob hitman with the glasses and the beard. It's very disconcerting Don uh, I thought he was Asian but he's, I don't know he's got the glasses on now I can't tell so his last name is Takano I mean probably right who is the next saint inducted into the into Canton Drew Brees or Sam Mills I mean Brees is first ballot yeah probably Drew Brees yeah, I feel like Don is going to send send me a tweet tomorrow when he listens to the show, and he's going to be like, "I'm of course I'm Asian, you dickbag," or "Of course I'm, you know, Takano is this," and he'll be like, "Obviously," and he'll insult me, like he always does. But we love you, Don. I'd expect nothing less. In fact, I'll be disappointed <laughs> if it doesn't. Ooh, this this is a good question that we're all going to answer. This is from Matthew Miller. I can't butcher that name. Uh, let's assume that each of your yeah, sons probably good. Let's have soon. It's probably Matthew Mullen. <laughs> let's assume that each of your son hits a rebellious stage in life and decides to root for one team college or any pro sport that you can't stand except for the falcons what team would irritate you the most i can tell you if my son decides to root for the yankees he's an orphan my wife will disown his fucking ass she hates the yankees with the heat of a thousand suns. And I thought the Astros winning the World Series would make her be like, I don't care about the Yankees anymore. Fuck them. They don't matter. The Astros winning makes her hate the Yankees more because ESPN still covers the Yankees more than the Astros. And she feels like as the world champion, the Astros deserve more coverage and they're not getting it. And she hates the Yankees even more than she ever has. That's what she says. She says they can suck her dick from the back. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's a Jesus and Miro uh, reference for uh, all you people out there. Uh, I love that. Classy. Real classy. You married a classy broad. I did. I married the, the, I married the tip top of class. Andrew, the, fa- fa- the, the, fa- the team that you would – that would drive you nuts if, you're, if your son started to root for them. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, Falcons would be number one, but uh... – Number two would be Alabama. Sure. If he, if my son roots for Alabama, um, yeah, I'm putting him up for adoption. Even if he would like go there as school. Yeah. What if he goes there? Well, I mean, 
don't wouldn't know. allow that either. Yeah, what about I mean, if he I goes got, to? I gotta be careful about what I say. We we might have some listeners that have gone to school there. But uh, what about UV? What if he goes? What if he goes to UVA though? You hate UVA. That's I right do, down the street. That's a great school, you know. Academically, I'd be I'd be happy with a UVA diploma. But I, I mean, you know, no offense to anyone that went to school there, but I have my sights set on uh, a better education for my son. Too lame. Dave, your your choice for your kid. Um, actually, it's funny, Ralph, because mine would actually be the Yankees also. Um, <laughs> you're a you fair-weather Met fan, right? When they're good, you yeah. care. When you don't, when they don't, you're like, whatever. I don't even know what's going on with this team right now. They're terrible. Uh, That's what's going on with yeah, them. Yeah, I know. I, I knew that. <laughs> I figured that. Since I, since I haven't been paying attention, I have to assume that they're terrible. Um, but, uh, yeah, I grew up in New York, and I grew up as a Mets fan, and obviously we always hated the Yankees. And this was like in the 80s and the 90s, and the, the Yankees – were very good for most of the 90s and hated watching them win all the time. And then, you know, they also just have that, like, it's just like any, anybody who's just going to, like, start liking baseball, they just, like, automatically start liking the Yankees. I, I just, I, I, just yeah, hate, I don't like the Yankees either. They just, people just hop on the Yankee train so easily and they just have this, such this, this broad following all over the country and all over the world. And it just, you know, it just kind of drives me nuts. They're like the Walmart or the Amazon of, of Red Sox fans are just as annoying in my opinion. (laughs) Yeah. But there's not like, I mean, yeah, you're right. Well, you could say that about all Boston fans, but, um, but I, I, I having a hard time really, really using my words to say, to get my point across, but it's just like, you know, yeah, I, Yankee, I know, you know people that that like they dust off the Yankees. The, the Yankees cap had been in the in the in the bin for a while, and they dusted that shit off last year with Aaron Judge. You know, um, and my wife hates it because they have they have wow, Yan- wow. Yankees fans and Red Sox fans. Last year and the years before, they would they you'd go to the the, the you'd go to the Astros game and she'd be like, "What the fuck is this?" The Boston just hit a home run. They're cheering. Like my wife is not for that. Wow. Um, so here's an interesting question, uh, Andrew. This is from wait, Ke- wait, Dave. Do you not have a like a Tulane rival? Like, who's who's your most hated college football? I mean, team? I mean LSU is Tulane's really? rival just from going back in the you know from back in the day. Is that really who you hate the most in college football, though? Like yeah, they don't even no. they don't even play. They play baseball. Yeah, they don't. Uh, yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean Tulane doesn't really have much of. A they don't have rival. like a conference. Team that uh, it's sad that Tulane and LSU really. don't play in football anymore because uh, it, it's really, it's really, it's really dulled the rivalry uh, on both sides. Like it's just like Tulane fans it's still be a complete waste of time forever. It's fun we're, we're, though, we're man. It's, State next year. It's fun. That doesn't mean it's not a waste of your time or theirs. Uh, they would well, get a check. They would. Yeah, we get the money. Tulane would get a big fat check. Uh, yeah. This is from Cajun Alaskan, Andrew. You have one night of tender lovemaking with either, either uh, Zlatan. What's the soccer player? Zlatan. Oh, Zlatan. Zlatan or Ronaldo. Oh, well, I'm a PSG fan, so it's Zlatan. No he's, got, he's got ass tattoos, too, which That's I a mean. Turn off. It's a turn off, but it's just something different. Ronaldo, I feel like Ronaldo. He's just <laughs> down for anything different. Yeah, he's down down for something different. I feel like Ronaldo. He's just too good looking. He would intimidate me, and 
he's just his 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 his, his whole but it's just he's just too good looking. I'd be intimidated and things could go it wrong. Looks like his hair has been painted on. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Like I like I, I got to and I could butcher Zlatan's name and that would make it maybe it would get because I would keep say, calling him a different name it might get kinky. You know, it could be fun. So <laughs> um so so I, I'll go that way. Um let's see. Um, I love Zlatan. He's such a uh, he's such a conceited dick. He is. He, it's like tongue tongue in cheek, except it's not. Yeah, and I, I find him insanely entertaining. He's committed. Ronaldo, I, Ronaldo's just like a. I mean, he's insanely good, and I mean, he's fun to watch. But he's he's kind of like a lame pretty boy, you know. This is from John Ziegler, friend of the show. Uh, it, Dave, most likely to get first team All Pro in 2018: Lattimore, Kamara, or Taysom Hill. <laughs> um, well, that's a good question. If I'm going to answer this seriously, obviously we're eliminating Hill. But um, man, I mean, I mean, they're both don't forget you know, suspended. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they both won Rookie of the Year. Uh, you know, they're both, uh, as far as I'm concerned, they're both on equal footing. I, I guess, yeah, I guess I'll go with Kamara. I I would go Lattimore because I just think he's going to, I think it's, I think there's a chance that Lattimore is the best corner in football this year, Andrew, but the most fun would be Taysom Hill because if Ta- if Drew Brees gets injured, Taysom Hill is first team all pro and the Saints win the Super Bowl, oh boy, next year gets weird. Yeah. I mean, Kamara could arguably be the best running back in the league next year. Oh, totally. So, Andrew, who you got? Yeah, I mean, Taysom Hill could be out of the league in a year. <laughs> he could be out of the I league mean, by that, mid-August. He, he's definitely the most likely to be out of the league in a year between the three. Um, yeah, I'll go Lattimore. Uh, this is from Guillaume. Sorry, I pronounced your name wrong again. You told me how to do it last week, and I forgot. Compulsive question from Europe. Any predictions for the World Cup? I I don't have a prediction, but I have a wish. I want Mexico and England to meet in a quarterfinal so we can have World Cup Armageddon in the Marlboro House. That's what I want. Are you really an England fan? I mean, like... If I'm not a U.S. fan, I'm an England fan. Like that's I watch the Premier League, Andrew, so I know all the players. And they're and they're and and do they're. Do you really care? Like, are you really up that upset if they get eliminated? No, I just root for them because, you know. But it'd be fun with the wife. Like the wife can like, wear a Mexico a jersey. I can wear the wife. I could care less about France losing. So, like, what are you? What's your prediction? Who's going to win then? Um. Well, I mean, I don't think Brazil looks good. So, and I think Germany is donezo. You know, I'm tempted to say Belgium. I I think Belgium is good. Um, you know, the the team that I, is still not, I think, qualified for the next round is Colombia, but I think they're kind of sneaky good. So that they would be like a surprise team for me, but. I'm going to say Belgium wins it all. Belgium is good. I like Roberto Martinez. He used to coach Everton. But uh, they have stru- they struggle with like set pieces, and they give up easy goals and shit. Uh, yeah. So 
I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Germany, even though they look like crap and they they escaped. Uh, Dave, this is an interesting question uh, from Eric. Which would you rather have happen over the next 25 years? Saints win three Super Bowls, but Atlanta wins yes. one, or neither team wins any. Oh. Mm-hmm. <sighs> that would if be we, real. If we it's, win three, Atlanta can have one. Yeah, I mean, that would be real petty to not to, to give up <laughs> Saints winning the Super Bowl just so Atlanta doesn't win the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, you, you would give up your own happiness. For yeah, I mean, here, and, and here, I mean, it, that, means, that, that means it'll be, that means it'll be like 2043, and we'll still be talking about just that one Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, for me, I have a two-and-a-half-year-old, and Andrew, you've done a fantastic job of, like, indoctrinating your son to, like, root for all the sports team you do. I feel yeah. like if if <laughs> the, if the yep. Saints can get two more Super Bowls in the next 25 years, or if they win, th- if, he meant, if he meant win three more and they get to four, that means he's going to like the Saints because I'm going to be rooting for the Saints and the Saints are going to be winning and he's going to be like, the Saints winning is fun. I'm going to root for dad's team because they're good. So like, we'll have something, we'll have like a lifelong bond. Um, and I don't care if Atlanta gets one because that, that will be cool to me. And I'd rather have that than Atlanta have one. And if the Saints have three and Atlanta have ones, you still lord over them. And that doesn't even count if Carolina and Tampa Bay sucks and all that. Uh, this is a, ooh, and also like, I mean, I gotta say, like, the whole thing that's fun about the Saints and Falcons is that, like, they're both pretty good. Like, they, and when we, and then when the Saints are horrible, the Falcons are horrible. Like, we've always kind of been the same, similar similar playing field. And I just feel like you you look at LSU and Alabama, for example, and like that, that rivalry has become so lame because now they just completely own us. And it's like uh, UVA and Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech's won like 17 or 18 times in a row. And people here in Charlottesville talk about that being a rivalry, but it's, it's just, just a like, feud. Like once you get your ass yeah. kicked that much, it's not a rivalry. It's just a feud, and you just see yeah. the, you just see the hatred and jealousy. Yeah, I mean it's it's just uh, at some point like it stops being fun when there's like no light at the end of the tunnel. Like we have no hope of beating this team ever, and that's what it feels like with Alabama and LSU. Right Ooh, now. This is a good question from Chuck, uh, and we forgot to touch on it a little bit. With Jameis Winston suspended. Is Dirk Cutter the co- first coach to be fired? And how much does Sean Payton run up the score week one? Because Sean Payton hates fucking Dirk Cutter. Let's not forget that. After the little handshake deal. And the I, think Saints- it's, I think it's water under the bridge. Man. Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, Peyton is one petty ass motherfucker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I, mean I, I think. I, I could see him running up the score for sure. Uh, but is Dirk Cutter going is, is to. Is Jameis Winston getting. Uh, Getting handsy and and ra- and a little bit uh rapey, a little rapey, a little in the in the uh, lift uh, or the the Uber is that going to cost Dirk Cutter his job, Dave? I think it might. I, I think he's dead man walking. Yeah, Dave. Yeah, he's this is his this is his season. He's got to make or break. And oh, by the way, Jonathan Vilma made a good point. I was listening to him on ESPN Radio. He was saying, you know, the thing about Jameis Winston is. Uh, Everybody says he's a great teammate. He's he's very uh, charismatic and this and that. He must have like two totally different personalities of uh, 
He's a great teammate, and then he's this total other person who is always getting in trouble with women who some people think he got away with rape at Florida State. And Jonathan Vilma was making the point about Darren Sharper. I know it happened after he was with the Saints, but, like, nobody suspected anything of, like, him being this weird serial rapist. And, Andrew, I got to say, like, Jameis Winston on the fucking – I mean, for him to get busted again – after the first time, like that just shows a level of just crappy human being and stupid that I didn't imagine that he could be. Yeah. Um. I mean, say what you want about Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger had the one issue, right, where the girl, he did something and the woman was like, his penis is gray and blah, blah, blah. But like you don't, Ben Roethlisberger hadn't had any issues since then, you know. Um, so at least he was like smart enough to like not be a habitual uh, piece of shit, which Winston seems to be. Habitually, habitually. But uh, <clears throat> so so we're all agreed. Dirk Dirk Cutter still coach at Tampa for Halloween. Andrew, no, fired. <laughs> I feel like you're on the hot seat the minute you're hired from by Tampa. Yeah, uh, Lovey Smith's the only one that's lasted more than like two years there. Uh, final question, and then we'll get out of here. Breeze plays two and a half more seasons over under. That's from Bjorn. Bijun, sorry. Over. Ooh. I think two years. I think, and then we've got two years left. Yeah. I think it's under. I think he's. I think he's going to be healthy this year. The Saints are going to be amazing. It's going to be great fun. And I think next year, he starts to break down. And Falls his, off a cliff. And it, well, no. Even if he starts to break down a little, it gets complicated for the Saints because his contract's up. And he. And you know, if he plays ten games, this and he'll be like, I played ten. I still want twenty five million. The Saints will be like, Dude, you're, you know, not young anymore. We're not paying you twenty five million. Then it gets dicey. So I'm going to say. I, I do think. I don't know. Do you guys think Breeze would walk away after a bad year? <laughs> or would you want to try to come back? I mean, I think that's what we see a lot of times is that, you know, I mean, obviously Peyton Manning walked out with the Super Bowl title, but like he came back from a bad year and was even worse, you know, and he was lucky to win the Super Bowl, but I mean, he was almost benched in the process. Um, but I don't know. I could see Breeze having a bad year and the Saints walk and then he's like, and then he signs up with the team that basically has a loaded roster but needs a quarterback and then he's even worse the following Yeah, You know, I could see, I could see that happening. I mean, Favre had the, you can argue the best year of his career in 2009 and 2010, he was done. Yeah. You know, I just think Breeze is at that age where like it can be, it, it can be over at any time. Like that's what history says. Like once a quarterback hits thirty-eight, you're living on anything we get from from this moment on. Anything you get from Breeze is extra. Yeah, but I think history is kind of out the door because um, maybe we, we know so much more about diet and training. And I mean, I, I do think the average age of the athlete is extended. I mean, you look at. I mean, I, I just look at tennis, for example. Like every guy in the top hundred is over twenty-eight years old, pretty much. You know, yeah. There's very few guys breaking through that are eighteen to twenty. 
Yeah. Um, because um, there's just been so much technology and advancement with health, diet, mm-hmm. um, you know, physical routine. I mean, there's, there's just so much that goes into it. They're, they know so much more now. Um, so, and these quarterbacks, I mean, Breeze is, he takes the least amount of hits of anyone in, yeah. the, in the whole league. You know, he he's, gets sacked the least, he gets the least hits, so he knows how to protect himself. Um, and, I mean, he, he could go a few more years. Yeah, yeah. that's the that's the final question. I don't say, my only point there is you can't look at history and be like, it, it's not a level Because they can't. Because they can't. Yeah, because they breath can't. Breath. Because they can't beat the shit out of quarterbacks anymore. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, look, that's the final question. Look, I, people had like six or six, Allen and Joe and Clark. They had questions on wide receivers. We're going to do wide receivers next week. This week we did offensive line. Next week we're going to focus on wide receivers. So I saw your questions, guys. We're going to get to wide receivers next week, I promise. So uh, that wraps it up uh, for Dave, for Andrew. <laughs> for Dave, for Andrew. Uh, until next week, the bar is closed. <laughs>